O God who sits high and looks low, you are a merciful and gracious Father. You showed the fullness of your love when you gave your only Son for our salvation and sent down upon us the power of the Holy Spirit. Complete within us the work of your love, that we who have communion in Christ may come to share fully the undying life he lives with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now we listen to the word of God. On the heights of Mount Sinai, where Moses has a meet and greet with the Lord, he has the courage to ask the Lord to come along with his people and to pardon their sins. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him and took in his hand the two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name, the Lord. The Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. He said, if now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray, let the Lord go with us, although this is a stiff-necked people. Pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for your inheritance. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul encourages the Christians in Corinth to reveal the presence of God by loving and serving one another. Through our love for one another, we experience the grace of Jesus, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the Lord of God and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to Nicodemus, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that he, the world might be saved through him. The one who believes in him 
is not condemned. But the one who does not believe is condemned already for not having believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Naming the Trinity has been the beginning of our prayers probably all our lives. Charlie and Anne, my parents, taught me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When we went to Mass in those days, we began the Mass prayer in nomine Patri et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. As an altar server, when I served the benediction for the Croatian ladies' sodality, in Croatian we prayed, Ui Matsa i Sina i Dua Svetega, Amen. And then in high school, as I studied German, because the Sisters of Divine Providence who taught German at, at uh, Bishop McCord in Johnstown, they were the coolest people. It's kind of why I took German. It was in nominate Vater und Sanus und des Heiligen Geistes. Amen. The Trinity has been the beginning of our prayers for as long as we can remember. It started with our baptisms in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Today's gospel reading is also very familiar. You might remember seeing me at the stadium in the end zone holding up this sign, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, not to condemn the world, but so that the world might have life. Do you remember seeing me with my wig? Yeah, the problem with this is that the wig, it really gets hot under there. And well, I decided to find an easier way to get out the word. And, and so I got ordained a priest, the easier way. Uh-huh. The word is powerful. The word calls us to see that God loves the world, loves us. What I don't understand is that in our world, a world in which it's become obvious that we've lost a sense of sin, how is it that so many of us, so many of our brothers and sisters in the church seem to be wrapped up in guilt, seem to be caught up in a fear of God who is going to punish for sin? How is it this gospel text so familiar to us, God so loved the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world? How is it? That that truth of John 3.16, how do we miss it and get hung up in guilt? 
there are a lot of different ways. Different ways for us to speak of the Trinity. And speaking of the Trinity, the images that come to mind are, are many and varied. There's that image of God the Father. And this is one of my favorite crucifixes. It's on my rosary at, in, in the rectory. It's an image of God, the old guy with the long beard and the robe. And Jesus is hung on the cross. And the spirit is the little bird above them. Those are images. Those are simply the metaphors we use to express what we've come to know about God. God who creates, God who redeems, God who lives within us, motivates us. Those are metaphors, those are images. You know, What's true of our lives, there was a, there's a story, there's a story about, by a woman who is, she's English and she's a teacher and she gives retreats. She tells the story of visiting the shrine of St. Ignatius of Loyola. And at that time, the, the shrine, the cathedral, the basilica was undergoing renovation. So it was swathed, it was swathed in scaffolding. In a little park adjacent to the cathedral, there was a concession stand. And in the concession stand, they sold newspapers and, and refreshments and, and things for the kiddies. And this woman, this English spiritual advisor, spiritual director, she walked into the park and she sat down on a park bench next to a man who was reading the newspaper and his little daughter. Here we go. The little daughter was playing with bubbles, soap bubbles. You know what that's like, soap bubbles. And get mine open. <laughs> this woman, in reflecting on what she was seeing, began to ask, What shows me more? the power and the presence of God. Is it that cathedral, that huge stone cathedral? Or is it that little girl, delighted and, and filled with joy at, at seeing those beautiful bubbles? One of the things that this woman, this self, Mrs. Self, Miss Self, whatever, what she realized was that whenever the little girl would try to grab one of the bubbles, it would break. She would lose it. Even her little dog 
her dog would go to, uh, trying to snatch the bubbles out of the air. And when the little dog did that, the bubble would burst. And maybe that's one of the truths that were revealed to this teacher, this woman. When we think we have God, when we think we understand God, when we think we've got it, we lose it. We don't really have it at all. Saying that, I'm going to introduce a new image, a new metaphor for the Trinity. Theologians have spoken of the Trinity as the dance of God, that it's God's love binding Father, Son, and Spirit together. It's called the perichoresis. It's a dance of love, which becomes an expanding circle, a circle of love which invites everybody in. What a nice image of the Trinity. It's not stagnant. It's alive and vibrant and dynamic. This dance of love, perichoresis. We are invited to enter the dance. We are invited not to look at the Trinity as, as some idea or, or, or it's beyond that. It's a dynamic celebration of love. The love of Abba, Yeshua, and Ruha. A love which is a circle dance that invites everybody in. Last week, I rewatched a, uh, a DVD that I have showing Father Greg Boyle from the Homeboys Ministry in LA, showing a talk that he gave at the Association of Catholic Priests convention a few years ago. Greg Boyle is a Jesuit. He's worked, he's worked with the, the, the gang members from the various projects in LA and his book, Tattoos on the Heart, speaks of the stories of these young men and women. And he doesn't judge them. He recognizes that they are beloved of God. And if you learn to look, you begin to see how tough they struggle just to be alive. Throughout this book and in this talk, this past week, I got to tell you, my friend Dennis from Pittsburgh sent me an email through the parish. Don't get excited about me emailing. He sent me an email from Richard Rohr's meditation for the day. And Richard Rohr talks about this, Father Greg Boyle. And his point that Boyle makes and that Richard Rohr was echoing was, we are called into a community. We are called into a kind of relationship that 
is wide open and invites everybody in. Boyle says that unless we recognize our kinship with each other, there can be no peace. Unless and until we recognize our kinship with all people, there can be no justice. Boyle talks about a kinship that is so tight, it doesn't allow any daylight to get between us. What a powerful image. The Trinity speaks of kinship among us, a kinship so tight that no daylight can even get between us. We share the word here today, this afternoon, you're invited to come and share the Eucharist. And in the love we have for one another, we come to celebrate that kinship, that dance of the Lord's love. You guys wanna dance? The perichoreus, the dance the dance circle of God's love invites us to lift our eyes to God, knowing, trusting that God will hear us. Our response this morning is, Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to racism, hate, and violence in the world that we see God's creative design in all people, whether they differ from us in color, race, or religion, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace to see every human being as a child of God, regardless of race, language, or culture, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the strength to teach our children how to resolve differences nonviolently and respectfully, and the courage to model it in our own behavior, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for the healing and justice for all who have experienced violence and racism, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the courage to have difficult conversations about racism and for a better appreciation of how our words and actions or even our silence can impact our communities, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for the protection of all police and first responders who risk their lives daily to ensure our safety, for fair and just policing that will promote peace and well-being in our neighborhoods, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our public officials, that they will strive to work for fair education, adequate housing, and equal opportunities for employment for all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for our parish, that we may cultivate welcome, extend hospitality, and encourage the participation of people of all cultures, ethnicities, and backgrounds. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those who are suffering from the COVID-19 flu, particularly those in our hospitals and intensive care, and ask the Lord that we, our families, and our community be brought safely through this dangerous epidemic let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
and for all the intentions that have been written in our parish book of prayers, and for those we hold in the silence of our own hearts. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. If you believe and I believe, and we together pray, the Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free. And set God's people free. And set God's people free. The Holy Spirit must come down and set God's people free. Let God's people say amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.